supposed to want and get these stuff with my dad. And so get it. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care it is. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and... Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. No, I, no, th- no. This is going to become a what, bad don't, don't, do, don't, do, don't do this to me. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From a Studio C. Say thing or a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Those damned Russian hackers. Back at it again. Hacking and slashing. So my wife's got a website for her uh her thingy that she does. Um being vague on purpose. So my wife's got a website, and there's some way when you have a website, you can go in and see where the the traffic is coming from people that are hitting on your website. Ah. 90% of the hits she gets on her website, which is not a for-profit business, there's no money attached to it, um, uh, the website, are from Russia. 90% of the hits she gets on her website come from Russia. That is amazing. Isn't that incredible? Just for a random, you know, personal website thing. Just probing, probing, always probing. They just have so many computers set up, hitting every website, looking for the opportunity to get in, apparently. And then once they can get into your computer, and they can get anything, I guess. Or they get your password or whatever. Well, I have jokes to make, but I don't want to, you know, blow your wife's cover. But isn't that something? And now that I know she's, uh, you know, at war with Ivan. She and Putin staring <laughs> eye to eye. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that, you know, they get a, a gazillion hits on... I don't know, Amazon or, or Department of Defense.gov or whatever. Yeah, Home Depot.com and stuff like that. But uh, just random tiny little websites. Yeah. Almost all of your traffic is Russians. We, uh, well, yeah. And then you combine that with how uh, Silicon Valley is just lousy with Chinese spies and, uh, and our universities are. I mean, we're under threat China. all the time. Yeah. Is there no way to put a filter on, like, the outside, on the tubes, since the Internet is a series of tubes? It is. That's correct. Is there no way to put a filter, like, outside the borders of the United States somehow? They'll just... Wow. I realize I have no idea what I'm talking about, but... Is yes, there no maybe some a chain-link fence. <laughs> some sort of filter that can filter out foreign actors, and then we can police our own? Well... Or can you have the Internet broken into uh, parts internationally? Like, they're their own countries? Absolutely. You can have a checkpoint. Yeah, there can exactly. be soldiers That's... there with a gun checking the data as it comes through. Yeah, in th- Wait yeah. a minute. I hear an accent. Or Where least, are you from? At least algorithms. Well, good luck with that. They're pretty good at disguising where they're from. It's yeah. interesting that your wife can so clearly see that they're from Russia. Yeah, those are all they're the not ones... even trying very right. hard. Yeah, those are all the ones that people aren't <laughs> even trying. Maybe the other 9% of the 10% remaining are Russians who are disguising their location. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's not in the clutches of Fancy Bear yet. 
Or uh, what's the other one? Big, hairy, tough-looking bear? What's the other Russian hacker? It doesn't matter. There is another one. Like Fancy that. Bear is my favorite. Yeah, Fancy Wasn't Bear is something dancer. Something dancer. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's kick off the show by inter- We're going to talk to somebody about all this later, by the way. Let's uh, kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. Uh, pressing buttons, flipping toggles. That's board operator Michelangelo. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing pretty good. You know, the girlfriend and I, we like to go to moderately priced, family friendly chain restaurants. Who doesn't? You know, you got a buffet with pudding and ice cream. But it seems like the new Appetizer thing. tower of some sort. <laughs> oh, pudding. <laughs> It seems like now the new thing, though, is the manager is overly friendly, oh, and yeah. they wear this headset, and I don't know if it's <laughs> like a producer talking in their ear saying, you know, Table 5's got to be bust or something like that, but it's just it's just weird, and, you know, he's bringing out the food, and it's just, you know, hi, how I are know. you, with a ridiculous smile where you I just want to say, sir, j- just stop it, you're embarrassing yourself. Remember here. my story that Apple, Applebee's was doing that for a while, and I, I understand what their intention was, but it was just so... First of all, it's just it's jivey. Leave, yeah, it was so jivey. It was so over the top. Leave me alone. Stay away from the table. I would and love I, to see some sort of a chart, pie chart, uh, speaking of you know unnecessary desserts, indicating what percentage of people respond positively to that. I don't know. And and uh, I remember the one time she came in, she said, so how's your steak? Because she, she, the food had just shown up. How's your steak? I said, I haven't had a try. I haven't, I haven't had any yet. She said, well, try it. Oh, and boy. Standing there watching me. Oh, no. Okay, so no. I'll cut a little piece and put it in my mouth. Mmm, this is really good. Wow. There is some <laughs> pressure from restaurant higher-ups sure. that you want to check steaks right when they're delivered to make sure that it's cooked properly, right? Because if they mm-hmm. order it medium-rare and you don't check on their steak until 10 minutes after, the steak has cooked itself beyond what they ordered. So if they send it back, that's not their fault. You know, that, that, oh, I, it's I stupid, know. I know, but I've worked in restaurants and I've been told, like, when the, specifically steaks, check it right away. <laughs> so she stood there and watched me eat it. I actually told you her. You pretended you were choking or th- something. This was back when uh, <laughs> we were going to Applebee's pretty regularly. I actually told the lady at one point, I said, you know what would make me happy? I mean, if you want a happy customer, is if you stop coming by the table. That's really? what would make me happy. Wow. That's cold, man. Well, it's true. That's cold. It's true. Do you want? Because I said, I'm honestly not going to come back here anymore. If you keep doing this. And it's true. Wow. I mean, it, it was just a customer telling her a fact. Right. I mean, I wasn't trying to be mean. It's just, I'm not going to eat here anymore if you keep coming and hanging out at the table. So it was that intrusive, huh? Yeah. It was wow. so annoying. Wow. How is everything? You having a good time? What are you doing later? Just get the F out of here. Wow. Right? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> wow. You know, someday when they map the human genome, I'll bet they'll, they'll identify, you know, we'll all have v- v- terminology for that sort of thing. I have an emotional borderline of six uh, parsecs or whatever. And, you know, you'd be able to, you'd be able to display that. Right. And the especially needy will have, you know, uh, probably like a pink uh, sign up there and they'll just hang out and talk to them. Try, try the uh, macaroni salad now. How is it? Oh, it's good. Oh, I'm so glad. And they'll just enjoy the hell out of themselves. But, you know, people like us will have a very, very dark brown sign up. And yeah, it's people funny will be like, oh, my God, I don't I don't even know if we should refill their waters. I got two kids and one kid would love it if somebody came by to talk. Sit down. <laughs> Tell me about your life. The other kid would stab him with the fork oh, if they tried boy. to talk to us. So 
Depends on your personality. You should have taken it over the top and said, this is really good, and stood up and hugged him or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. Or just go, oh, so much. Oh, oh, God. Oh, listen, I had cat meat in the Middle East. This is cat meat. What? No, it's a, this is cat. You've served me cat. <laughs> There's, there is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Now, every year, 2.6 to 2.9 Billion with a B contact lenses are are flushed down the sinks and toilets of, of various households in America. Now, after typical wastewater treatment, that translates to about fifty thousand pounds of contacts in sewage sludge. Really? Wow! And uh, some twenty five thousand pounds winding up in our dirts and soils. Um, I don't know what you're supposed to do with this information, but that just seemed like a whole lot of contact. Did you just say our dirts and soils? <laughs> yes. <laughs> God. Yeah. Wait for mailbag. <laughs> That's hilarious. I remember a story one time with a uh, a, 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 a long, young lady who was uh, visiting overnight at our place um, uh, unexpectedly, and uh, she had left her contacts in a glass. <laughs> And I don't remember if it was me or my roommate. We oh. drank them, apparently, in the middle oh, of the night when we were thirsty. No. Oh, golly. Oh, boy. So this young uh, visitor, it must have been a bed and breakfast type situation. I don't quite remember. But she was uh, she was staying the night unexpectedly. She had to go home without being able to see. Oh, boy. Yeah. And ashamed, I'm guessing. <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, California is joining the very few states with an official state sport. Okay. And it is legislatively deemed to be surfing. Governor Brown signed the bill. It was a brainchild of a group of lawmakers who surf, including the assemblyman who represents the Beach Boys' hometown of Torrance. You know what would be interesting is what percentage of Californians have ever been on a surfboard at all, let alone regularly surf? That would be an interesting step. Yep. Well, it would be tiny, obviously. People who regularly surf would be really tiny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People that have ever tried it, I gotta right. believe, would be fairly small. Right. Yeah. Now I did a little Whatever. bit. Of, did a little bit of research. Found out not that many states have official state sports. None for Washington. Is moving to Idaho a state sport? Because that's very popular among Californians. Slash Texas, <laughs> slash Idaho, Arkansas, slash none everywhere. For Oregon, right? Colorado's official summer state sport is pack burro racing. <laughs> now that now we're talking. <laughs> now there's a sport. Hey. Win, winner's official sport is skiing and snowboarding. All right. Hackborough racing. And Maryland's official state sport is, I kid you not, jousting. There you go. Need more <laughs> of that. Super. Super. I can only assume the California legislature was passing that legislation to warm up, to limber up for dealing with the unfunded pension crisis that's coming down the road, for instance, or yes. something, or, or rejiggering the incredibly idiotic tax code. Have time to Indeed. deal with that now that they're done with the whole state sport thing. Right. Super. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, August 21st, the year 2018. Setting you straight in 218. Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin uh, serving up the news of the day, etc., precisely the way you've ordered it, and according to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. heck are you doing here? Well, you know, I was invited to this great event. It's a pretty cool event, and uh, I thought I'd show up. Is that Michael Avenatti? That is a perfect vortex of don't matter with Michael Avenatti on the red carpet of the VMAs last night. Yeah. Wow. The creepy porn lawyer <laughs> he showed on the up scene. To the video music awards because he <laughs> understands what he is and he's really good at it. 
What are their headlines, Marshall? Well, Microsoft zeroing in on Fancy Bears and other Russian hackers. We've got Trump saying he could take over Mueller's investigation, and the president's supporters all over Twitter upset by the MTV Video Music Award host jabs. Okay, I haven't heard those yet, but I'm sure there were plenty. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's it's fine and dandy. Got the Catholic Church reaction. Yeah, that's still a story, no doubt. And more importantly, some really good perspectives on the whole security clearance crap. Okay, like it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. You know, it'd be very unfair to Marshall to unleash it at this point. But we could do a TFT. Oh, wait a minute. I'm thinking it over. I don't have anything, really, I'm anxious to get to that involves the... I don't uh, don't have anything I need to get to. The uh, quaffed one. I mean, there's always stuff, but it'll still be here tomorrow. That's that's what... A crack habit is. Well, Marshall's There's always the desire for crack. <laughs> it's it's nine minutes before news. Will Marshall jump off the building if we if we announce it's a TFT? <laughs> it'll it'll be some turbulence. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that'd be a Trump free Tuesday, which we've done in the past. <clears throat> Mailbag. I, uh, I'd vote yes. I mean, it's not a strong yes, but maybe it just doesn't happen. Maybe we just, I'm looking at all the stuff we want to get to that we talked about. He doesn't factor in. Correct. Maybe it just happens organically. A farm-to-fork TFT. Yes, a farm-to-fork TFT. Wow, wow. I thought I was jivey. Well played. First of all, a freedom-loving quote of the day sent along by Gary. This is one Rollo May. I don't know Rollo May's uh, oeuvre. Not familiar with his genre. Nor his baguette. I don't know either. Is that an actor, a writer, a poet? I don't know, but here's what he said. The founding father? I don't know. I don't know. The opposite of courage in our society is not cowardice. It is conformity. Hmm. You have courage and you have conformity. Oh, interesting. Contemplate that for a while. Moving along. The topic of raising future A&G fans. Morning, Jack and Joe. Over the weekend, we purchased a playhouse for our kids. Yay! When we brought it into the backyard, our kids were so excited, immediately started playing make-believe. My four-year-old said, I'm going to cook you something to eat. I'll put on Armstrong and Getty while I cook. Uh-huh. Like mother, like daughter. I guess we are raising future fags. Well, and when they invite you to come inside, as they inevitably will, you tell them the rent is too damn high. <laughs> That's cute. That's nice. Um, if we're still doing this when your four-year-old is an adult, I uh, something's gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I don't know. As long as they keep writing us checks and oh, showing funny. me jokes about the news, I suppose we will. Uh, sh- oh, boy. Uh, a couple of uh, things on Brian's mind. Um, but first of all, he, uh, he he's from Kansas City. Um, he says, if you ever need another truck, feel free to come on out to Kansas. Gin's on me. Great. My my tour of drinking and buying pickup trucks will continue across the nation. As a guy who spent 25 years uh, raising kids, and really the only travel I did was once in a while on business and family vacations, I intend to do a lot of ridiculous road trips. 
Oh, they're so awesome. Going to places just because I haven't been there before. Oh, yeah. I used to, pre-kids, years ago. I would just take off somewhere. Yeah. And he also uh, requests... Like with no idea where I'm going. And to, to drive into... One time I drove until I just accidentally came upon a uh, Confederate war battlefield. Wow. Spent the day looking at that. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Judy and I had one of those vacations once. It was one of my great memories. We just... We got to the end of the driveway. I said, right or left? She said, mm, Right. And we just kept making decisions like that till we ended up in Nashville. It was fun. Uh, let's see. Ah, on the other hand, uh, he says he really uh, wants to give a Sean a good kicking and says you got to dust off the Sean gong. Hasn't been used lately. You know, it's he makes a good point. Uh, spare the gong, spoil the Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old saying. Uh, and he sits. He says some specifics, but my cruelty knows some bounds. Um, oh, and he urges you to start a GoFundMe page for your new dog. I don't wow. think money is the challenge with your new dog. Uh, Hanson, how did uh, Marshall react to the idea of a Trump-free Tuesday? Well, it's the first time I've ever given mouth-to-mouth to an <laughs> older man. He's all right now. Okay. All right. That's awesome. it. It feels like it's taking shape. Yeah. Let's see uh, on why the Idaho guy said Idaho sucked. <clears throat> the guy was trying to dissuade you from moving to Idaho or going back to Southern California, telling others how great it was. I'm a native Oregonian that saw the influx of Californians to Oregon in the 70s. The state actually put up billboards near the border reading, In Oregon, you don't tan, you rust. Unfortunately, it didn't work, and now the Willamette Valley is like a mini California. God, I remember first time I was ever in Seattle 20 years ago. Some Seattle cab driver said, when you go back wherever you're from, please tell everybody it's miserable here and it rains all the time. So people stop coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people move from places that are ruined and then out of stupidity or who knows what, vote the same type of incompetent yeah. liberals and policies into office. It is Thus something. the new location becomes just like the old location. It is, it is really interesting that people are attracted to a place where they say, wow, look at all the freedom and the low taxes and everything. And then they vote in the very stuff they fled. Right. And it has happened over and over again. It's well, she, really interesting. She points out people leaving California, disarray California and drove. Texas is already starting to see this. Californians leave the state for a state with lower taxes, lower housing, more jobs, and then vote to change it. Why? That's that's That needs to be studied on a deeper level. It's, it's nannyism. It's desire to build some sort of beautiful utopia, and if I can only control people and what they do and how they do it, everything will be great. Uh, let's see, what time is it? Uh, oh, boy, here's some, well, uh, briefly on the Catholic sex abuse scandal. In uh, light of the church's response to the current sex abuse scandals, isn't it about time to reevaluate the legitimacy of their diplomatic relationship to the USA? And then Bryce and Napa, who's obviously a history freak, brings up Ronald Reagan, Iran-Contra, Nicaragua, Sandinistas, separation of church and state, diplomatic immunity, and all that. The Vatican is a sovereign nation. Did you see the interview with uh, on Fox yesterday with Brett Baer and whoever that guy was? Uh, the bishop, I did. Somebody the, or other. The, uh, yeah, the bishop uh, or cardinal of uh, Pittsburgh. <sighs> Boy. That was something. I'll that talk about weak. that later. Yeah, I found out how weak that was afterward. Right, yeah. right. But how about his tone of voice just starting there? Again, it y- you could you could change the word slightly and it sounds exactly like it's, you know, pick your business. Explaining how you know, Volkswagen talking about, yeah, we cheated on the smog tests and we feel sorry for that and we're taking full responsibility. No more passion than that. I mean, you're talking st- about the rape of children for decades. Right. The stupid Wells Fargo commercials. We don't steal from you anymore. Remember the stagecoach in the Old West? Wasn't that great? So we don't steal from you anymore, as far as you know. 
Uh, finally, this, speaking of school dress codes, uh, Mr. Casey near Portland writes, How about banning fashions that will seem idiotic 20 or 30 years from now? I'm looking at you, man buns. <laughs> haven't seen a lot of high schoolers with man buns. <laughs> well, one is too many, Jay. <laughs> Marshall's News on a Trump-free Tuesday, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. TFT is trending everywhere because it is a Trump-free Tuesday, which uh, I suggested after. Uh, I've forgotten that I had already had a punchline for something that I was going to do that involved the Tangerine oh, Tornado. Oh, no. I'll just allude to it in that they actually arrested a uh, uh, a Nazi guard in the United States. Oh, yeah, I saw that. World War II Nazi guard. And I was going to say, and guess who just hired him to be chief of staff? Oh, boy, because you, he's <laughs> Hitler. Because you can't, you can't don't go there. <laughs> oh, my God. That's out of bounds. The lighter side of Nazis. Right. Let's get the... Nazi Germany. Well, I learned that from Hogan's Heroes. Nazis can be hilarious. That's right, if you look at it right. <laughs> let's, <laughs> Nazi let's Germany. Let's get the news now with Marshall Wait, Phillips. wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. What? Okay, this TFT thing. This this sure. is for this is for the A and G banter, correct? No, this is the entire show. <laughs> entire show. I thought I heard some waffling <laughs> when it came to the newscast. What? We did not waffle. Uh, we 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 felt bad that we were unleashing it upon you with like six minutes before your newscast. I Only s- pancakes, no waffles. I, I swear, Hanson was whispering soothing thoughts and uh, trying to you know calm me down. Don't look at me. It's the executive producer. He was supposed to inform you. And you used the Nazi story. I did, but I did not mention anybody. <sighs> All right. Just skip to your coffee study and we'll call it good. <laughs> or where poo is. <laughs> Turns out there's poo on your computer keyboard. (laughs) All right, this is not an FM newscast. Microsoft is saying it found new Russian hacking attempts on U.S. political groups ahead of the November midterm elections with conservative organizations targeted this time. Isn't it specifically conservative organizations that have turned on Trump? At least that's what the New York Times said. I don't know if it's true. Hudson Institute and the International Republican Institute. Uh, one of them uh, went out basically has just been going after Russia for hacking, uh-huh. and the other uh, was going after Putin personally for you know all of his uh, mafia type techniques. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, my view of all of this is a little different since my wife told me yeah. that her little website that gets you know a small number of hits. I mean, it's a very niche little website she put together just for her own personal use. 90% of her hits come from Russians. So when I hear these stories, our election system has been bombarded with Russian uh, attempts to hack in. Well, it turns out, based on my recent knowledge, that every website does. Anything that's online gets bombarded from Russians. Right, 24-7. I'm not sure that means much. Well, it's worth being aware of. Oh, sure. Sure. But it's not, uh, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing yeah, this. Yeah, don't keep your kids home right. from school or anything like that. Yeah, you're, the website your Little League coach put together so you can all find the schedule, <laughs> it's getting bombarded by Russians. Yeah. I right. mean, to be fair, your wife does make really nice ushankas. Those okay. are those furry Russian Oh, hats. gotcha. Oh. Ushankas. Yeah, you go. And I can see Russia from my house. Anyway, the uh, Microsoft is saying the hacking group uh, tied to the Russian government created fake Internet domains that appeared to spoof the Hudson Institute and the Republican Institute. 
There are three other fake Internet domains that were designed to look as if they were for the U.S. Senate. There's no sign so far they were successful in getting anybody to click on the fake websites. Hmm. But they uh, did move in, and uh, they did uh, take care of them. All right, here we go. Last Nazi. U.S. is did you, I'm sorry. I was, uh, d- did you point out that they were targeting conservative think tanks? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. The uh, last Nazi. The U.S. is deporting the last known Nazi labor guard in the country. The White House is saying ICE agents arrested the 95-year-old yesterday at his home in Queens, New York. He has been deported to Germany. He's already there, and uh, he is in a rest home right now. He's 95 years old. Came to the U.S. in 49 and became a U.S. Uh, citizen in 1957. So we essentially transferred an ancient Nazi from our uh, nursing homes to a German nursing home. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of ICE, did you follow that story over the weekend that got a lot of headlines about uh, how ICE uh, grabbed that guy as he was driving his wife, his pregnant oh, wife, to the right. hospital? Right. And huge uh, deal made of that. Oh yeah. yeah, and just how you know here, this is how bad it is in our current environment with ICE. They grabbed this guy. All he's trying to do is drive his wife to the hospital. And it turned out they grabbed him because he is wanted for murder. The New York Times, even after they were aware of that, did not correct the story or, or anything until no, they were right. under pressure to do so. Well, right. that would really screw up the narrative. But come on, that is just out of bounds. That is just out of bounds. Got an enormous crisis now in Brazil, where Bra- Venezuelans are flooding across yes. the border right. as that nation crumbles. And that and so now they've, they've, there's unrest. They're stopping them at the border. They're ele- erecting uh, barriers. There was a Venezuelan refugee camp that was burned to the ground, right. all because of racism. Because that's what you always say is the only motivation for trying to control your borders. Racism. So it's Brazilian racism against Venezuelans. Is that it, huh? Switching gears, we've got a new study dealing with how you sit at work. Sitting in your work office might be affecting your health. Researchers at the University of Arizona found that people who work in a place with open seating are less stressed during the day than those who work in cubicles or private offices. Now, if you'll recall... They want to take away your little walls, so you're just all sitting there in the middle of the room? But everybody hates that. Go on. I was going to say, people who work in an environment with an open bench seating are also more likely to engage in physical activity. What has open bench seating other than the county jail? I mean, where, where does anybody work where you have open bench seating? I get a lot of good work done at a cafeteria. <laughs> yeah. or, or like picnic tables. What, what am I doing here? And this flies in the face of a study that we had just a couple of weeks ago that right, said right. people hate the open area. And that is my experience yeah. with everybody I know who works in cubicles. All right. Now, uh, I want to get into this story, but I don't know if it is allowable under our new rules for today. So I'll tread lightly. All right. <laughs> Please Kevin, do. Kevin Hart's moves might be uh, cause a, a boycott. Or I'm sorry. Let me start over. Kevin Hart's movies might be targets of a boycott by the president's supporters. That's after the comedy actor took some verbal shots at the president during last night's no, MTV. Sorry, not permissible. Not no. permissible. Not permissible. Yeah, it's our apologies. And if the, that was all the news you prepared, that is absolutely on us. All right. Let me bring in Squawky. The eagle of freedom. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I've got a stat for you on cubicles and open floor plans that will uh, explain everything. So stay tuned for that. Beautiful. I Everybody I've ever known. I've never worked in a cubicle. No, I did. I did. When I worked at AT AT&T doing data entry, I worked in a cubicle situation. But everybody I know does it uh, preferred when they had offices. Mm. 
Yeah, I always loved having an office because I could slumber in it after lunch. Mm. The sweetest, Taking a nap. The sweetest of sleep. A TFT today, Warm huh? summer afternoon, belly full of lunch. Long Maybe TFT. I'll just take a little uh, drift off here. You had a door with no window on it? Yeah. Okay. I, the, times. the only office I ever had, I've had a couple, but they all had windows on the door. You couldn't have. I'm ashamed in retrospect. But. <laughs> Are you? A little. Why? Well, Were you more productive after your nap or not? Hard to say. I wasn't very productive <laughs> at all. Morning full of coffee studies. Coming up at 7 o'clock, the whole white people white bashing. What purpose does that serve psychologically? Once you pull the pants down on this embarrassing trend... I'm hoping it'll be reduced. That sounds good. And uh, why the cubicle spaces? I have the stat for you. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. that somehow got access to Facebook's um, ongoing challenge of what they censor and what they don't. Oh, yeah. Hot topic. Which, to be completely fair, is difficult. It wouldn't be easy for anybody. No, no, not at all. But because Damn they're impossible. But because they're so politically correct, I think they tie themselves into knots that make it even more difficult. And secondly, it became more clear to me in this. I've gone back and forth on this. Has, has the great book been written about Facebook? Because it's one of the most successful companies in world history. Um, I don't know if the great book has been written yet about how it all came together. Well, it changes so rapid. Oh, how, the early years? Well, or? just because my, my original opinion, then I changed it briefly during the hearings. Now I'm back to it having heard this podcast, is that the guy is... Average to above average intelligence, Zuckerberg, and mm-hmm. he lucked into something that has become one of the most successful companies in world history. Senator, I'll have my IQ tested and have my team get back to you. It wasn't a great giant plan for world domination. It was a plan for a couple of hundred people to get laid or communicate about their parties. Yeah. And it just took off wildly. Mm-hmm. And they were making up the rules on an hour-by-hour basis as it just exploded in popularity. This was not a plan. Then managing it and turning it into a billion-dollar empire would take some smarts. But the idea was just luck. Well, there's. I think there's a view that you take a, a multiple, or a, the the equation is... The importance of it as a platform times the problems it has equals what ought to be done. And the problem is it's such a gigantic platform that some of these problems are fairly small, honestly, and the world's going to be okay. But it acquires such an enormous profile. Everybody's talking about it. And you have a grandstanding Congress. That it wants to latch on to whatever's hot and make it look like they're doing the work of the people when, in fact, they're just, you know, getting rich and, and raising money. But they um, originally had, when they first started even doing it, they originally had like a dozen people, a dozen, sitting in a room and looking at flagged posts to decide if they were okay or not. Right. 
which obviously <laughs> is not enough people. <laughs> and now they have tens of thousands, which still isn't even close. To it. And you can get that job, and there's all kinds of secrecy around it. You're not allowed to talk to the press, so it was really hard to get any information. These people will not even, they were standing outside a building where the Facebook employees work and then trying to ask them questions that they walk out, and the employees wouldn't even admit, admit that they worked for Facebook to wow. the press. That's wild. And they're the people that sit there, and they go through um, a, a post like every couple of seconds and mm-hmm. have to put either boot it off the site, keep it on the site, or or kick it up to a higher level for somebody else to make right. a decision. Yellow light. Whether it's too violent, too sexy, too this or that. Right. And there are people that do that all day long, thousands and thousands and thousands of them, eight hours a day, and it makes them insane. I as imagine. they see also, First of all, just doing that, no matter what would make you insane. Secondly, they see some of the worst violence and child abuse that exists on planet Earth. Oh, my and God. And they boot it off there, and they have to look at that all day long, yeah. and it makes them crazy wow. and miserable. Boy, that that's the sort of thing you got to rotate people in and out of. Fairly, you know, brief duty. I would think just like I like you said to keep their sanity can't do that for six weeks in a row. But sometime next hour, we'll get to the evolving rules, for instance, just for whether or not to show women breastfeeding and and the knots they tied themselves into trying to figure out the standards for that. It's also a beautiful example of kind of, quote unquote, Internet culture, where as soon as you set any sort of boundaries or parameters, you will get hit instantly with thousands of people saying, what about this? Right. What about this? You got to right. ignore those people. Well, I think <laughs> you, not this. How come? Because I said so. If you don't like it, stay off my company. The, the the breastfeeding thing is a perfect example of what I was talking about. No matter what they decide, everybody's going to be okay. Right. But it's Facebook. So if an areola sees the light of day for five minutes on some woman's side, we all have to pretend like we've been, our children, where are my children? Gather them to me. I mean, come on. I don't want to steal uh, the, you know, all the good stuff from the clip, but I thought this was pretty interesting. As they're trying to, what is a woman breastfeeding? Um, well, uh, a baby, I presume. Holding a baby on your boob. Oh. But what if, what if the baby is laying on her chest? It was breastfeeding, but is not now. Right. Technically, from journalism standpoint, right. a picture of a guy kicking a soccer ball. Yes. If the ball is in the air and his foot is right here, that picture will be labeled guy kicking a soccer ball. But right. he's not kicking the soccer ball. He did kick the soccer ball. Right. But the ball is now over there. Clearly. So how about the baby is laying there? Right. It was breastfeeding, but it's not now. Isn't it the same as the soccer ball? Those are the sorts of knots they tied themselves in. It is pornography is what it is. You can ask your rhetorical <laughs> questions. Cheat. Over there. Uh, he thinks he's Socrates, but I know porn when I see it. A niplali is a niplali. That's the way I pronounce it. Um, Nightly. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. It's like several minutes long of going through those kinds of oh, that's beautiful. rules for that's what beautiful. they can put, do on Facebook. And it's just, oh, my God, makes your head explode. Something. I don't know yeah. what to do. Oh, why we have the open office uh, plans. Ah, yes. So uh, this article is, uh, I think, got kicked off um, the study that Marshall had last week before he came out with a study this week uh, that said people hate the whole uh, cubicle thing. This article says open offices suck by Jesus Diaz. Recent research shows that they can decrease face-to-face collaboration. You'd think it increases, but it actually decreases it, well, which is yeah, funny. because you have to retract into a shell of, of hatred of your fellow employees. It increases... <laughs> chattering, chattering, <laughs> chattering all day long. It increases email, it diminishes employees' productivity, it reduces focus, and even promotes sexism. I don't know how that would work. 
Um, workers themselves tend to hate them, so why do companies love them? A new data analysis by somebody who does this sort of thing says it saves companies a ton of money. According to recent research, adopting open plan workplaces. So it was sold to us with the idea, no, this just makes it a more collaborative effort. You'll love it more. It's more productivity. Right. That's why we're doing it. Not this reason that it uh, brings down the average square footage per worker by 33% mm. if you move to that plan with an average square footage of $50 in America. It adds up to a ton of money, especially if you're a big company and you got you know offices all over the place. I wonder if that was the prime motivation or just a happy, uh, you know, side effect. I don't know. What is your experience? My, this is what I've always said. Uh, it's amazing how coincidentally the decision we've decided to go with <laughs> is the cheapest one. That's that's the same the decision we made last time. Coincidentally, also was the cheapest one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I just first came across this in education, as I've told the story before, and. And those people are so wildly prone to whatever craze is hot. Mm -hmm. I thought, no, it's just people thinking way too much. But you could be right. I don't know. Well, maybe that's the reason they stick with it is it's so much cheaper. The moment. To get away with it, you'd have to, whatever the math would be on that, you'd have to increase. uh, It'd be really costly to get away from it. You know, it's funny. I was just going to exaggerate a little bit for the purposes of effect, but I'm not going to do that because my hallmark is accuracy. Mm. I would say I said the moment that a certain company I'm familiar with went with the open plan, the bitter complaining began. No, it was probably five minutes. It was five minutes after day one with the open plan. Oh, my God, I can't hear myself think. I can't concentrate. I can't. I've got to go outside to conduct serious business because blah, blah, blah. This is a nightmare. Took five minutes. Right. So if it was some sort of grand plan to make people more productive, uh, you'd have thought it uh, caught on pretty quickly. That it's not a good idea. So, white people who white bash, what are they getting out of it psychologically? It's thought-provoking and pathetic. Hmm. I want to hear this. The psychology. And we'll get to that Facebook thing. There are evolving rules coming up. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.